Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to Infection Podcast. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. We cover the uh, intersection of video games and modern politics. Joining me as he does each and every week from... Is that a CGI background or is that a New York City uh, image? No, I'm not New York City, thank goodness. I just, oh, okay. Just I'm not going to put myself background. through that. It's a fun place to visit, but I, uh, no, I wouldn't want to live here. Brian with an eye Aldridge. Oh, hey, hey, Brian. <laughs> yeah, thank you. If you want to find me at Voice of Computer on Twitter and at Brian Aldridge on Gab, get her Truth Social. So, Nick, I broke down this I hate week. You. <laughs> and I got a video card. I, I put a link at the bottom of the random if you want to pull it up, which oh, one I actually yeah, ordered. I don't, yeah, I don't want to look at it. I mean, that. Just, why would I want to look at this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so well, I, I, I broke down. I, that's an interesting brand. Yeah, I mean, I've had some good FXF, FX. X in the back in the past and i've had to deal with their warranties before and they did they did pretty good with me on that Yeah, i had a problem with one um, of their cars for a motherboard the warranty was great yeah yeah so I, I figured it was a pretty safe bet um this is a, a rx6750 xt black which is the uh it's an amd radeon and remember i, I just nvidia has been really just being quite the company here lately yes and so yeah, I, mean, I decided I, it's been a long time since I've had an AMD card, and, and I've come right back to it. And this seemed to be, for the price point, a really good spot. Under $400, uh, you know, at, over $400 after tax. But it's got everything that I need. Uh, I'll be able to run the Unreal Engine 5 and test out some of the new levels that they have, uh, which, is, which is my big motivation. They've got the Matrix City level for Unreal Engine that I... I started building all these things to put in there so I could test having a guy run around and climb on the build, you know, go upstairs, climb up stuff in the, in the level. And then I loaded the level and it was like rubber banding all over the place and unplayable. And then they announced this past week that there were, you know, that tech demo they did with the whole jungle that was procedurally generated. They had like a small little area that was man-made and then, the big, huge level that extended out from there that was all uh, generated through yeah. the new feature tools they put in Unreal Engine. That just released in the past week. I was like, oh, nice. I really want to I really want to load that level and kind of play with those things. So I have a really nice CPU. And the only thing that was holding me back was my video card. So I figured this price was something I was willing to pay. I wasn't going to pay $1,000, but I would pay $400. Uh, yeah. And, you know, here we are. So... Looking at looking at it in comparison to something like the, I, the, while you were talking, I just put it at one of these versus mm -hmm. sites. So it's so it looks like it, it's definitely better than a thirty sixty. It's probably what thirty seventy class tier card by the by mm -hmm. the guess of it. Um, just just com doing a you know comparison. Yeah, well, still even so. Okay, so yeah, a little bit a little bit in comparison to the thirty seventy family in terms of a card. Hmm. Good. Yeah. Good on you. Three, and, but 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 hundred dollars less was more. around where you got it. Basically yeah, three eighty-five. I think. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. right about there. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So, so it worked out. Uh, I think they just recently did a little bit of a price drop on it. Uh, I went with this. There was a sixty-seven hundred, sixty-seven fifty was not very much more. Um, this one's the the Merc series, which means it has a metal. Uh, it's metal, not plastic, which you know I was happier with. So overall, I think I think it'll be a good deal, but we'll see once I load it up and see how Unreal Engine handles it. Or maybe I've got um, Cyberpunk. Maybe try the new Cyberpunk with all the settings thrown on high because that's supposed to be really good on PC as well because I have that. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see. And uh, one thing here, just as a side note, we you know not I wasn't going to have it as a topic. Starfield has partnered with AMD, and people are upset. So, Microsoft. Um, yes, Microsoft has partnered with AMD for the new Starfield. Mm. So it will have a feature. So that, you know they weren't going to have DLSS, DLSS support, which is which is NVIDIA, but they're going to be having things for AMD. Um, so. That'll be great for me because I'll have uh, whatever performance improvements and special features they have in Starfield. I'll be able to play on PC. So they're going to be? Are they doing RDNA stuff then instead of DLLS, D, um, D, DLLS, or whatever it is? Yes. Or they, so yeah, whatever whatever the the AMD equivalents are, okay. that's what they're going to be doing. Which is like, what is that? Fidelity FX? Is that it? The super resolution and all that? I thought it was RDNA, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, well, they've got the they, the super resolution. They got a couple different pieces, gotcha. but that's one of them I know for well, AMD. I'll say I think this: is, is you know, if we're if we're being honest about it, Brian, in some of the recent coverage that we've seen with uh, Team Green, um, if they treat their manufacturer, if they treat their uh, game developers anywhere near bad as their manufacturers, I mean, Jesus, yeah. they completely ran EVGA out of the GPU market. So, I, if if yeah. that's how they handle a first party distributor of their product can you imagine how they handle developers it's got to be terrible i hate uh, nvidia but is just a it seems to be a terrible company i feel like they're going for more industrial uh level like they're they're maybe going for the ai the uh bitcoin the you know maybe um professional level video cards it seems like that's where they're going and they're really screwing everybody in the home market and so I, AMD, may, this would be the perfect opportunity for them to become the home video game, you know, semi-high-end uh, video game market. Because well, people are ready to buy, offer it at a reasonable price, and people will buy your video cards, but they don't want to pay $1,000 for a video card. I've been saying that since AMD or NVIDIA started pushing that so much. So frustrating. Yeah, well, I'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep a track on your uh, experience, how it goes. Speaking of garbage companies, Brian, it's a perfect segue into the Federal Trade Commission. So we covered last week how the uh, FTC here in the, in the old U.S. of A. was uh, going to be opening, uh, essentially at the start, blocking um, the deal, the almost $70 billion deal for Microsoft yeah. to purchase Activision. And since last week's show, I believe it was last Thursday was when the FTC first started their original uh, started their hearings. And there was some more hearings today. But the the opening conversation late last week was pretty eye opening. Um, And TechSpots got the article. I want to just read through a little bit of this uh, because I think it's pretty interesting. Um, It says once uh, one of the hearings first revelations could undercut Sony's prior statements about Call of Duty. That was always the big claim was that Call of Duty is not going to be on cross-platform. There's going to be all these issues. Microsoft's just the bastard company. They're going to strip it. An email unsealed just minutes into the proceeding revealed that PlayStation head Jim Ryan was never concerned about the possibility of the franchise becoming an Xbox exclusive. And that makes perfect sense because... Nobody in their right mind at Microsoft would strip out potentially 30 to 40% of Call of Duty's player base on PlayStation. It would be a stupid business move. It would make no sense for them to do. And Sony knew that, yet they continue to 
they continue with that straw man argument. Um, so that was one of the first things, the opening that was just, I, everybody knew it, Brian, but the fact that yeah. e- exploration can be a, a real pain in the butt when, uh, you know, you're allowed to dig into internal communications and various emails yeah. and things. It can be a, a real problem. But this, I think, is the this I think right here is the worst. PlayStation apparently, since Microsoft purchased Mojang, which was which is Minecraft, and since mm-hmm. they purchased um, uh, uh, Bethesda and some of the stuff with their games, they have been withholding. PlayStation development kits from these Microsoft subsidiaries. So these companies, which are subsidiaries of Microsoft, Minecraft is the most selling video game in the history of video games. Bethesda yeah. has got you know, has got titles that have existed for for decades, and Sony is not giving them proper PlayStation Five dev kits that's according to phil spencer in his testimony um where he suggested that these policies that sony is enacting has already um is, is penalizing essentially microsoft's uh owned subsidiaries and studios sony is a terrible yeah. company brian that's the only takeaway from this well, they are a garbage <laughs> company well and that's that and we've been talking about exclusives I mean, that's something that since the beginning of this discussion, that's what's been, had us scratching our heads is the fact that Sony would even bring up things like this. When, as, they, as it's pointing out, the, the, the finger needs to be pointing back at them. Who's doing this? They're doing this. It has nothing to do with Microsoft. I think Microsoft has shown that consoles aren't really the direction they're going anyways. They're kind of leaving the console market. They haven't really pushed... Um, teasing anything since the xbox series x Uh, and i think that is what kind of scares sony is that microsoft is a little bit more forward thinking that the whole cloud gaming the streaming that is going to be the way of the future and because the console wars the console market is a losing battle and microsoft has already said they've lost the console wars they had half the sales now whether or not they have a better better uh product that can I think can still be debated. You know, there's there, but I think it comes down to more of the exclusivities. I think people bought the the Sony PlayStation consoles because of exclusivities, and that was pretty much it. It's not because it was so much better; it's because they could play certain games only on that. And there's very few games that you can only play on the Xbox. I mean, I think if you set a list side by side, I think it would be staggeringly different. And this is yeah. this is just something they've done. I mean, you can see there you go. Very, this is a this is just a six month chart from uh, 2022 showing the, the, the sales. And you can very clearly yep. see and as it's cemented now and as the consoles have gotten more and more mature, Sony is clearly outsold the uh, PlayStation in regards to um, Sony's just just well outsold the place. Now, Xbox made some gains in recent years. Um, yeah. but you know, they're both at, uh, upwards of you know, 8 million or so cop, uh, or seven and a half million units. Um, but so, so they're getting close, but it's still clearly that. And Microsoft admitted in this testimony now admitted is, is an interesting thing to use, but they, as you mentioned that we've lost the console war. Um, but I, re- this is also interesting because the exclusivity of titles from Bethesda 
has apparently become an important subject in the back and forth and cross-examination and everything else. The Federal Trade Commission pointed to the absence of a PlayStation version of Starfield as evidence that Microsoft's promises regarding Activision games aren't trustworthy. However, Phil Spencer revealed that Microsoft bought Bethesda after learning that Sony was possibly paying for games to remain PS5 exclusives. So th- that was that was a decision that was already made beforehand, uh, at least from yeah. some of this argument here. Aside from Call of Duty, it says perhaps the most important upcoming title for establishing Microsoft's multi-platform release policy is Elder Scrolls, the next Skyrim. And at the hearing, Spencer refused to confirm what platforms it will debut on, claiming it's too early for such detail because the game is at least five years away and they have not received help from PlayStation and Sony in regards to development uh, toolboxes. So, again, from a business standpoint, I don't think it makes sense for Microsoft to to take um, existing IPs like Skyrim and like... um, uh, uh, what was the what was the other one that they referenced? Um, uh, Skyrim, Call of Duty, Diablo, Overwatch, yeah. all these other games. It doesn't make sense for them to take those IPs and not continue them. However, new IPs like Starfield, which is 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 a brand new uh, thing for them. I don't see the big deal. I, I go back to this all the time. When I was growing up, Ryan yeah. playing the Xbox 360. There was plenty of games that I didn't get to play that were on PlayStation, like God of War and Ratchet of Clank and all of that stuff that I had, you know, had PlayStation 2 games for, for but didn't have a PlayStation 3. The exclusivities well, Spencer, have always been an issue. I don't know. I don't know why it's such Phil, a big deal now. And Phil Spencer even said in the federal court hearing, he said that he has no interest in using Sony's own exclusivity, exclusivity practices against PlayStation. Got him. So he's kind of throwing it in their face a little. He's like, we're not, we're not interested in using their tactics against them because he says the recent FTC versus Microsoft evidentiary hearing has unearthed you know all these details, uh, and that he wouldn't be, you know, they're not going to be surprised if Microsoft and Sony sign a publishing agreement for Call of Duty, even if it makes this merger after the merger is done. We're kind of, kind of backing up what you've been saying this whole time. Uh, you know, this is something where. Uh, here's, I'm going to read some questions that they asked him. He yeah. says, if you had the abil- financial ability to have a developer skip PlayStation anytime you wanted, would you do it? And he says, I would not. If you had the ability to deprecate a game on PlayStation, would you do it? Not in practice. No, it's not something I would do. Um, he says, you can't afford to make those kinds of upfront payments to make those exclusive deals, right? He says, yes, it's more expensive for us to pay somebody to not ship a PlayStation than for Sony to not ship, an, uh, to not ship on Xbox. Uh, so, you know, for them, it's kind of a losing deal, uh, you know, and so for, they'd rather just turn around and sell on every platform possible and just try to have a better product. I think that's their goal overall. Um, here, here they said, you go to, you go to fewer platforms, your development gets more streamlined. It just see, it just needs to run as well as possible on one box on PC. Uh, you know, a narrow and focused always helps. Uh, this is. Zenimax, who's head of publishing at Pete Hines, he said that's the, one of the major benefits of exclusivity. 
So, you know, it's not just because they don't want people. It's easier to develop under exclusivity. So for Starfield, there's a reason that, that, as I said at the beginning of the show, they're doing an exclusivity deal with AMD for some of those features. So they only have to program in. They're only guaranteeing to program in one set of features. They're only guaranteeing to have it run on one device because it's such a huge game. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with PlayStation, especially if they're not giving them dev consoles to test this huge product. This is the biggest game they've made up to this point, and you're not willing to give them a dev kit to be able to test it and make sure it works well, yet you're complaining that they're not going to release it on your platform? That, to me, is insanity. <laughs> that makes no sense. I mean, Zenimax is confirming. He says, just not having something exclusive and making it one place, that's the easy way to do it. And if you're making the one of the most ambitious projects that you've ever made, wouldn't you want to make it easier on yourself to, so that you didn't have a... I mean, what's a recent game that really fumbled at this? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. You want to see what can happen? <laughs> Look at Cyberpunk. That's what can happen when you try to release on too many platforms and, and you don't have the ability to test it properly. Well, and that's exactly the case. And, and all this is really going to do, and, and I mean, if you're, if you're thinking, if, if, if you're reading through some of this or, or listening to us talk about it, it's Sony's essential, they're like, they're, they're like, they're paranoid. I mean, they're like constantly looking yeah. behind their shoulder like, oh, my God, is Microsoft, are they behind us with the axe? I mean, here's Johnny. Like, they're right here. And all that's doing, Brian, is hurting the PlayStation, is hurting their own player base because the games yep. are getting, they're either going to get delayed or they're not going to be as good. And there was some there was yep. some discussion about that with versions of um, Minecraft with the, the new... Minecraft um was it the dungeon? dungeons was it dungeons? the dungeons yeah. yeah there was some discussion that because of what's going on with um dungeons that they have considered canceling the PlayStation version of the game because of some of the issues with not having access to proper dev kits so and, and having a faulty faulty release as we said with Cyberpunk that's going to hurt your brand more than anything because oh, for look sure. At, look at how much that hurt their their uh, name recognition, their brand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, CD Projekt Red has, has got some serious... They're, they're no longer our studio where you'll be able to look at their game. And, you know, let's be honest about it, Brian. Uh, Bethesda has this too with Fallout. How many people feel like they got yep. completely misled or lied to about Fallout 76? And the next time a yep. Fallout game comes around, are people just going to say... Yeah, well, you know, Fallout 3 was great, and New Vegas was great, and 4 was great, but guess what? Fallout 76 sucked. It was terrible. Yep. Or Fallout 5, whatever it was called. Um, it, you know, it was just, it was, it was terrible, so I'm not going to buy it, or at least I'm not going to pre-order it. I'll wait for it to come out and see what happens, and it's going to be the same thing dud. with them. Yeah, <laughs> which yep. Cyberpunk, at the launch, was a dud. Now, from what I understand, it has picked up a lot, there's been a lot of yep. uh, good things that have happened with it. Um, they've cleaned up their act a lot, but first impressions are really important. And uh, yes. there are certain players that will never go back and try a game again. Yep, I'm one of those and, people. Well, one thing that's one thing I think that did did affect um, with the whole cyberpunk stumble is that that studio, CD Projekt Red, is now releasing everything under Unreal Engine <laughs> because I think they found that them, they don't have time because of the long time spans that they have between game releases, yeah, that they weren't able to properly update their game engine in a way that competed with the, the, the modern market. 
and Cyberpunk came out, and it definitely was not a cutting-edge, modern release. We thought it was going to be. I was thinking it was going to be a huge city. There's gonna, it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto for Cyberpunk, and I was excited because that's what I expected based on the hype. Uh, yeah. But then when it released, it was like, this is rubber bandy. It's, it, it's cartoonish. The, there's very, the, the uh, quests are very shallow. It just, it didn't work for me. And, and all the visual elements and everything not working right just kind of brought that down to where I, I finished, I did one full th- playthrough, but I wasn't really interested in playing through it again after that, unlike GTA, where it doesn't matter if I have quests, like running around and doing stuff is fun. Yeah, I didn't feel that with, with, with that game. I, and I hope with something like Cyberpunk, or sorry, with Starfield, that this is going to be something that is truly just awesome and huge. Because that's what they keep saying it's going to be. But if, if they try to release it you know, halfway on the PlayStation, they're going to have that same experience that I had with Cyberpunk. They're going to, then they're going to put it down and they're not going to continue playing when it should be a, something like Skyrim. I mean, it's supposed to be a futuristic type of Skyrim as far as it's bigger than the Skyrim. Uh, but Skyrim is a game where people just run around and do stuff. You don't even have to be doing quests. You're just going around and gathering stuff and, and, and you know, doing what, what's in the level and finding cool things, just like I do in GTA. And I'm hoping that if they can do this right, that's what that, uh, Starfield is going to be as well. But it's going to come down to, I bet you that, that to get that, this studio knows they have to deliver something that's bug-free, that's huge, that people can play through without hitting a point where it's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? And I think it comes down to having something that, you know, exclusivity as the, the, that head of Zenimax, which is like, you know, is, is doing Starfield, they see that. And if, if Sony, Sony did say that that was one of their biggest reasons, you know, they use Starfield as their excuse to, uh, you know, their argument against the Microsoft Activision acquisition. And they've done the same thing. Look at, how, at all the titles that they've released that are exclusive. There's most of them. I <laughs> hate... Most I, I of the big I, ones. I hate, to, I hate to repeat myself over and over again, but there's always been exclusives in consoles. Yeah. It's, 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 as long as that they've existed from the earliest days of... The Nintendo Entertainment System, it, there's always been exclusives. I don't understand why now in 2023, when we have actual yeah. options, all of a sudden there's this moral outrage over exclusives. I would have loved to yeah. have played God of War and Ratchet & Clank when I was in high school, but I couldn't, Brian, because I didn't have a PlayStation 3. I had an Xbox 360. And yeah. I don't. Yep. I just, I, I can't... I, to say I don't have any sympathy is an understatement. This is part of the gig. This is why you own two consoles because certain yep. studios make games for certain systems. I, I cannot fathom this argument over Starfield. Who freaking cares? If you want to play do Starfield, they, why do they have an play it on to PC do it or play it on Xbox or stream it because it'll be on Game Pass. You don't even need a console to play. You can do it on a freaking laptop with an Xbox controller. What is the issue here? Well, and I can understand with Call of Duty because that's one of their biggest money makers, I would say, even on the PlayStation side. As far as a title that comes in, it's one of their top sellers where PlayStation is making a lot of money and it has a history of being on all platforms. But for new titles, as you said, for something that's not been released before, 
has it has there ever been an obligation by any company to release something as non-exclusive? Like all of a sudden they're saying this is unfair. You're going to release this. It, as you said, it's this is the way that it's been. Why is Sony all of a sudden now saying, well, it'd be so unfair if you made that game exclusive? What, because it's going to be good? <laughs> uh, the, the Last of Us was good, yeah, but great it's exclusive series. to Sony. Well, it was. Yeah. yeah. Red Dead Redemption uh, Red Dead Redemption was exclusive for the original one. No one. Right? Um, the, the original Red Dead Redemption? I had to play oh, the, it on. You're talking about I had the to PlayStation go get a, 2 game? Yes. That uh, yes, one that was is. exclusive. Yeah. I bought yeah, a PlayStation true. to play that and 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 uh, The Last of Us. That's the only reason I bought a PlayStation. So you're the, the company that I had to buy a console just to play one of their games when all the Microsoft titles that I ever wanted to play I played on PC and you're telling me that you're going to complain about exclusives. The only company that I've ever bought a console for for exclusives was Sony because they forced me to to be able to play those titles. Because they wouldn't stream it and do anything else with those particular with one of those particular titles, so uh, you know I, I'm an example of of the the, the pot calling the kettle black right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I fell into their trap and I did it. And the the it's sitting over that that PlayStation I have over there hasn't been turned on for years. Mine is I right beat here. those games and I was done. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't turned it on or plugged it. I still have games in cellophane from Christmas a couple of years ago. Uh, let's we'll let's uh, let's keep the we'll, we'll, there's hearings going on today. The, the topic of conversation today, I was following a live blog of it earlier, was all about Call of yeah. Duty and some of the numbers there, which which is fine. I don't I don't think that's super relevant. Um, I do want to talk about this though. The uh, old Biden inflation, Brian, the uh, economy of our illustrious president is uh, feeling the impact everywhere. And Xbox has announced that they are raising the prices of Game Pass. However, PC Game Pass will stay the same as it is right now. So here are the uh, changes if Twitter will load for me. Um, please. Uh, here, <laughs> come on, Twitter. You got this. Yeah, come Elon, on, Twitter. Kick in the generator. Let's yeah, go. Well, yeah, here it is. <laughs> I, actually, I can't even show the part I want to show on screen because it's too far. Oh, no, here I can. So here is uh, here's the new pricing for Game Pass. Prior, it was, um, well, can you tell me what the top of these comps, but do you have this link open on your, your end, Brian? I don't know what the top so the, of Okay, yeah, so the left side is, okay, the green column ultimate. is Game Pass Ultimate, and gotcha. the left side is current, the right side's new, the other one's for just the console Game Pass. Gotcha. So for Ultimate, it was fourteen ninety nine. It's going up two bucks a month, sixteen ninety nine, and the regular just console Game Pass is going up a buck from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine. You can see in all of the that other... was one of the big concerns. So hey, they're getting it out of the way now because they were saying, oh well, but if you buy this company, you're going to raise the raise the price of Game Pass, and probably what they're going to try to do the FTC. And here's why I think that they've raised the prices now because the FTC is probably going to say, well. We want you to lock your prices in and not be able to change them if you're going to do this merger. I bet you that's what they're going to come down to because that they're going to say that's going to be unfair if you raise your prices because you got a better product. Well, here, they put their prices to where they probably know they need to be for them to be feasible, right? Uh, and the price, the Xbox price increase, you know what they're matching? The PS5. Uh, PS5, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so all they're doing is selling it for the same price as the PS5, and I'm sure uh, you know they're still going to complain about that somehow. 
but you know they're matching they have the same price for their consoles now and they raised the console one one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year and the other one twenty four dollars a year which is still an excellent deal for what they're giving you especially if it includes starfield well and and just by looking at this price so now I have stated before, I am a huge Sony fanboy, um, but I do have some concerns with the with the ultimate price at six. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's not a good deal, but at sixteen ninety nine yeah. a month, Brian, you are starting to approach that point of okay, this is maybe no longer becoming affordable. Now, fourteen to sixteen yeah. is not the end of the world. It's two dollars a month. I uh, doing some very basic math. I believe that's uh. $24 a year, but yeah. looking at subscription services in the past, Netflix, Spotify, HBO, it's, it, it'll go from 16. Then the next thing you know, it's 18, then it's 21 or 2099. And now you're talking about spending upwards of 20 plus dollars a month for a streaming service. Yeah. Now I can't fault Microsoft and Xbox because of what other companies have done, but I yeah. have yet to see in, in any streaming service, Brian, that has ever existed in the modern times where prices have either stayed the same or gone down. They always go up because things yeah. cost more. The service costs more. The license well, especially now. cost more. So especially <laughs> Everything costs now. more now. So I see this and I go, yeah, 16, 17 bucks a month isn't a bad deal. But I feel like if, if uh, you and I are still sitting here, you know, t- call it uh, 24, 36 months from now. This will be upwards of twenty, twenty-one, maybe twenty-two dollars a month. That would be on track well, look with at, what everybody else does. Look at Turkey. Turkey went from forty-four, whatever their currency is. And, you know, I don't yeah. know what this dollar amount means, but forty-four ninety-nine up to one hundred and twenty ninety-nine. Their their Game Pass for consoles went from twenty-nine ninety-nine to seventy-nine ninety-nine. No, so that's they're, we can that, thank Erdogan for that. He's done a phenomenal job yeah. with their economy, just completely destroying it. I just, I, I was just kind of surprised at that. I mean, they're they're more than doubling by far, uh, you know, almost tripling the amount that their their Game Pass probably gives their value of their dollar or whatever. You know, their Turkey was it the Try? I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what uh, it's called, but it's not a. It's it's not it's not great. Their their economy is not in good shape right now. Yeah. Um, as I noted though at the beginning, the um game the the uh, PC. Game Pass is staying at the same price, so that's not changing. Now, where's the time frame yep. for this? Uh, Xbox Game Pass members will see the new prices immediately on July the 6th. If you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass through a yearly code, the new pricing won't affect you until you go to renew your subscription. So if you get a yearly card on one of those like CD2 key sites or something like that, you're good to go. If you're yeah. paying monthly. You'll see the increase coming up here on July 6th. I pay yearly, Thursday. so so not until you deal with your renewal. My, I might need to go do my renewal now. Save myself if you, a little bit of money. If they'll let you do it, I don't. It depends on if they let you do it. I don't or know. Not. I have to look. Um, I think I, I I think I actually renewed here recently, so I may be good to go. Yeah, for like then, almost then a year. Yeah, you very much so. I just won't um, touch it. <laughs> yeah. So it, now, when you say you pay yearly. You've already paid the whole amount up front, or you're on a yearly contract. Yeah, I paid for okay. a whole. No, I paid for oh, a whole year. Gotcha. Just in the last month or two. Then, then yeah, you're good so. to go. You won't deal with the impacts until next year when the prices will be uh, probably an extra dollar or two higher than they are uh, than they yep. are right now. So that is uh, what's going on with uh, with Game Pass. We've seen it with every other streaming service, and um, I 
I don't know why Microsoft would be immune to that. I just I get very I get very antsy when I see the cost of these services rise. I just was for whatever reason looking at my bank account the other day and actually scrolling through my transactions. Um and yeah. I was like I was like my Spotify subscription is eleven dollars a month. I had no idea. I mean it's been on auto subscribe yeah. since I was in college. And yep. I mean, I love Spotify, but damn. 11 bucks a month yep. it was yep. when i first it's subscribed it was it was six i think it was 5.99 so yep man it's just all this stuff it adds up it it really really adds yep. up and uh especially when you're dealing with some uh pretty rocky and shaky economic times uh it, it makes it hard to justify uh upwards of 70 80 90 dollars a month in various subscription services uh for for entertainment which is exactly what a xbox game pass or a playstation plus all of these things are they're they're leisure entertainment services yes and th this seems to be the new thing of you know either things are getting more expensive or they're limiting what you can access you know and, and i notice that when i go to do the store i mean we've got we've got a decent number Farm. of kids now <laughs> and, yeah and they eat a lot and I go to the store, and just the cost of basic things is so much higher than it used to be. Uh, just looking at how much it costs to what used to be a cart of groceries is now just a, a, one layer of groceries in the cart. Uh, you know, and so I think that's becoming the new normal. And hopefully, you know, with the new election and maybe some changes to how the country is run, hopefully that starts to reverse because well, I, we can't maintain where we're going right now. The cost of your groceries, Brian, is that you got to kick ten percent up to the big guy. Um, so the big gotta, guy, yeah, yeah, the, the big guy's <laughs> got to get his cut. So as long as he's getting his cut, we're totally good to go. Melmo's in chat saying thanks, Biden. Well, I mean, you thanks, know, Biden. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty accurate. Um, so we so trade shows are interesting. Uh, we are probably yes. never. We will we will undoubtedly. I'm, I hate to say never. The likelihood of us going back to PAX is very low. They still have... Unless there are some major changes in the temperament and the thought processes and even of then, the people there. You, you know, <laughs> even then, you're seeing these companies no longer feeling the need to invest in going to these events, mm -hmm. which sucks because they're really fan events yeah. more they than were anything fun. else. Yeah, yeah, they were fun. Um, and we covered a story a couple of months ago, big news, that E3 was canceled for this year. Yep. Um, it was supposed to happen in actually it would have happened this month. I think I think it would have been sometime in early June. Um, and and so. that was was dead. They announced that it was not happening. However, there is some recent board meetings from EA or uh, from E3, the E3. Entertainment E3. Software yep. Association, that shows that there could potentially be an E3 in 2024 or 2025 um so it, it, it now do you remember your prediction they bring this back no i don't you remember your prediction was that e3 um after e3 2025 it will be digital only so what'll be well, interesting they've already canceled they 2025 so that's over 2025 is canceled, uh, according to the LA Tourism Board. 24 and 25 are canceled, so that leaves yes. 26. So, so after, be. so let's see if 2026, if they actually have something, or if it turns into pre the, pretty much a digital only type but, of thing. If they actually come back and have a in person conference. Okay, 
Yeah. Now, th- will there be some sort of in-person something? Probably. But they are. But will it be a majority point, digital? That's yes, what I'm saying. Maybe they'll have, have. Maybe they'll have press and you know certain things there. But I don't. You know, will it be this full? Everybody can come because well, didn't E3 used to be mostly just press? Yes, it was only in recent okay. years that they became more of a pack style event. But Brian, you mentioned uh, 2026. Yeah, obviously that's not working. So June yes. 26 will be three years from now. I'll be almost 30, which is insane. You'll be oh man, uh, you'll be practically dead. Um, uh, I, I've will, like known you for half your life now. Do you realize that? Well, why don't you have a seat and have some lemonade and we'll have a conversation about that. Um, but by by June of 2026, they will have not had any three in since 2019, seven years. I, yeah. At that point, who cares? I mean, you're talking yeah. about it. You're talking about a event that hasn't happened in the, the better part of a decade. And it's not. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden it's going to come back and there's going to be that. Now, the one thing about 2026 and I'm going to get screwed on my prediction is we will probably be very close, if not the year that new consoles are launching. So that might be yeah. they're like, oh, my God, it's E3, a new Xbox, a new PlayStation kind of thing. But at this rate, with having not had an event in it, it will be seven, close to seven years. It will be seven years. Yeah. Um Nobody's clamoring for it, obviously, and that's um, that's just that. Do an, uh, do some sort of virtual event. Uh, Sony already does their own thing. Microsoft already well, does do their it, own do thing. Well, do it, do it. Yeah, do it how you used to. Do it to where it's you have press there to kind of get the hype going. You but, have all these events for press, but then you stream it for the people to be able to watch. But I mean, you can't it, even do it, that, that Brian, because Sony and Microsoft don't even go. Nintendo hasn't been to an E3 yeah. since like but freaking 2012. But I'm saying if you can convince them, if you can convince them in 2026 to be, you know, this is going to be something to where you can actually have exclusives with with the press and get things teased in the way that you used to like to. Because who knows how much of it is because, well, COVID kind of, you know, got it to where they had an excuse to shut the whole thing down for a while. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe come back and say, hey, we're going to do it how we used to be when we were more successful. Like, sell it to those places and, and say, we're going to try to have the old conference like it used to be, where this is where you announce cool, awesome new titles and it gets a lot of press. Because that's really the goal of these companies. They don't go there and do it out of the kindness of their hearts. They're doing it to make more money, to get hype, and to sell more product, whatever that product may be. And I think that that's where they kind of lost when you when you have a bunch of bronies and and you know people dressed up in outfits walking around. Uh, it, it's not the serious event that you're you know you're no longer thinking. Well, this is a place where I'm going to make a lot of money because half those people aren't going to aren't going to learn about the actual product. Most of the people at PAX did they care about the video games? Most of the people we saw. No, we were kind of we had kind of carte blanche because a... <laughs> nobody yeah. else cared. I mean. No, the majority of people at PAX could care less about the video games. And you had people in the stands being like, hey, come and check out these video games. Most people wanted to just dress up and go to parties and do whatever they were doing on their own time. Now, I will say this. As somebody that likes attending political conventions, the reason I attend those is to party and hang out. And I don't wear a co- <laughs> Now, I, do, I don't wear a costume. Yeah, but politicians but are, are right in the same boat with you. That's what they want to do, too. They well, want to yeah, drink. That's, that's they want to tr- yeah, which, you know, meet a now, few ladies, you know, wifey's at home. That's what they want. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I can't confirm or deny anything. But my my point is part of that event is the social aspect of it, which E3 never had yeah. because it was never really an yeah. event open to the public. It was just a press event. I want to say maybe 
2015-16 is when they allowed and turned it into more of a expo and the press stuff. Um, but with the big names not buying in, and I understand it. Why, Brian? We talked about the exorbitant costs that yeah. for for a company like Microsoft to rent out a theater, which is what they which is what they do. To build a yep. stage, I mean, literally build a, a, a stage with with this wraparound video wall, and to fly your employees out to this event in Los Angeles, which, in case you didn't know, was not necessarily the cheapest place in the world to get things done, and to put everybody yep. up in the hospitality suites and the the business meetings. You're talking about a mi- millions of dollars for an event, T- yep. potentially tens of millions of dollars for an event, depending on how balls to the wall you go you you're yep. not going to you're not, they're not companies can't justify that right now they're sla- hacking and slashing their workforce like a crappy 80s yep. horror movie there there's no yep. there's no there's not 6 million dollars for E3 and PAX that money's gone so yes with no buy in from them and if I was them I wouldn't buy into it either screw it they can do they've got a huge campus in Seattle I don't know where Sony's facilities are um, I'm not sure where they're headquartered. If you can look that up, but I'm they have a massive facility. Where Sony I'm sure. is? Yeah, where where's their big facility? I know Seattle or, or Washington is where Microsoft is. Japan, Nintendo practically owns half well, of they, Japan, so they can do well, their okay. own stuff there. Sony is based out anything. of Japan. Sony yeah, is but, Sony's main headquarters is in Japan. Do you want to know where their U.S. headquarters yeah, where, is? Yeah, where do they do all their stuff? New in York, the US? New York, New York. Interesting. So they don't have a big camp there, but they must have a facility where they could they could do this. I know that Microsoft specifically has a stage, has a theater in their yep. in Washington, uh, uh, Seattle or uh, 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 Washington State, where they have you know, events and things like that. That's exactly what Nintendo does. That's what Sony does now too. It doesn't make sense to travel to an event, especially when it's well, an exorbitant if, cost. If, let's say with Microsoft, let's say the the whole deal goes through. That's yes. when they can they can make you know World of Warcraft had its own con that lots of people love to attend like that's one that that fan base loves to attend a con for that they're they're really into it. at least they used to you know they've got they'll have ha- they'll have a number of products to where they could put on half of a con by themselves and then bring all the people that that release products on Xbox to come and do it with you and then they practically have the equivalent of E3. I mean, you, you, that, that includes most of the games being released for the year. And now, have Sony tried to do that? Good luck. I, you know, I don't see them having enough to really do, pull that off. Uh, but I think that it's going to come down to maybe Microsoft running their own con. And, and because they're, they're going to be a, half of the games anyways that are being released for the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, you, you had said, you know, the economy is really affecting this. I just wanted to talk. There's been more layoffs happening lately um that's terrible scab scavenger studios oh um, no you remember <laughs> you remember our first uh packs wasn't that our first packs it was in in boston yes and and one that we walked by a booth saw this game there was people in these orange outfits Jump you know that, and, and yeah. giving a, an orange jumpsuits a small little studio releasing a game that no one had seen before and we were like hey this game looks pretty cool uh that was scavenger studios right that's that's am i remembering correctly the the, the proper studio yes 
Yeah, and it wasn't a huge, uh, yeah, Darwin Project. There wasn't a huge, but they're downsizing to 16 Look at this staff. Man. Look at this! Look at this little yeah, baby doing this interview. Look at this guy. This is 2017. <laughs> this is a decade ago, practically. Yeah, this was That's them true. all dressed up in there. And look at uh, we're one of their first interviews. He looks scared to death. The guy in the middle. I mean, yeah, he has he, no. You know, he, well, he they don't. Scared. And they're from like scan. They're not English. Wasn't their first language. Yeah, I think they were. They're from no. Canada. I think they spoke fluent French. Um, Broken like, English. So, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. He. But sadly, they're they're downsizing to 16 staff due to economic context. I'm sure. I'm absolutely so, sure. Very sad. I, I mean, I just thought that might be interesting to see. They were doing it, really well. Remember, they released at a convention. They released their product officially and did all that. But um, you know, they've they've only sold sixty thousand copies during the first five months of their game. So that's not enough to survive on. What is? Does it say how big they were? Well, they had forty employees at one point. Damn, so that's a fifty percent reduction in their in their workforce. That's yeah, huge. Yeah, a little over. Yeah, and so uh, you know that, and it, it totally makes sense. I mean, we've been reading week after week the layoffs by the companies like this and bigger mm. companies. Uh, everybody's being affected. Yeah, they had around forty people, and and you know they're not people aren't buying these kind of games. They're not buying. They're not buying things from the games. So another one, uh, high res, which is a fairly well-known company. They they release uh, Smite, Royale. Paladins. Um, huh? What's the Realm, what is, uh, Realm, Realm, Realm Royale? Royale, the chicken game. That's them. So they're restructuring due to layoff. Uh, re, uh, it says, high-res studios restructure results in layoffs. So while they're restructuring, they're having to do layoffs, um, publisher rebrands. So th there's another one. Has, we ran into them at a convention, got a bunch of keys from them, um, you know, sat down with them, talked about uh, their game being released at the time, re-released. And, uh, you know, they're going through the exact same things. All these companies that were trying to make a name of themselves right before, uh, right before COVID hit uh, are being taken out by COVID and our current president. I mean, I think COVID <laughs> kind of hurt their start, right? Uh, yeah. And they they kind of made it through this. There we go. Here's here's us in, interviewing Realm Royale, Joshua Nash. Yeah, Josh was always super uh, and this cool was to this us. was in the Facebook booth, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah the meta gaming really booth. Us. Yes. So, just another example. It's just every single industry is being hit by the current economy. And as I said, remember this when you go to the voting booth. Do you like having good games? You do. Quit voting Democrat. Got to vote for Trump. I want good games. <laughs> I want. Well, that's up to you. But please, don't vote for Biden. I want good video game. Make video games Brian, great again. Is this, my theme. This is genius. We need, we need to get Lance. To we need to create a logo about or something and run a campaign about how Biden is destroying video games. Destroying the video game market. Can, Are you yes. a computer programmer who likes making video games? You're screwed right now. You're not going to release anything yeah. because of Biden. <laughs> the Biden effect. Is what this we're is dealing with idea. right now. We could probably parlay so, this into at least a couple of uh, tomfooleries <laughs> on on social media. That's a very good idea. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that happen because I I'm an expert in trolling on. I've become a quite the <laughs> quite the pro in in trolling on Twitter. I I got called a I tweeted out a single picture of a map today. I'm not gonna get too far yeah. in the weeds on it, but just oh yeah, I, I saw this map. I tweeted yes. out this picture today, which shows just maps. 
These are just district lines in the state of North Carolina. This was the map. This was it. And I got called an anti-Semite, a bigot, a liar, a racist, and a loser. All, all because of this map. With no, no other context, just this. That was it. <laughs> yeah, and and it's 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 statistically <laughs> accurate. That was the maps during those years, correct? Yes. Yes. This is not a Photoshop. No. <laughs> Correct. So, so yeah. it's like, why are you mad at reality? This is what I this is what I tell my boys when 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 they start getting mad at what's happening in life. I say, you know, I say we're dealing in reality. Yes. OK, we're dealing in reality. Let's deal with reality because it makes no sense to get mad at some fictitious thing that you're wanting to get mad about. That's not real. Let's deal with just reality. And that's reality. And people are pissed. Uh, this is the reality we have right now with the economy. So what do I say? Let's do something different to get something different. Uh, vote different. If if you voted for Biden, well, you got what you voted for. Enjoy. Yep. This is uh, no. This is your thing. fault. The reason the video. The reason that the <laughs> high res studios and uh, uh, scavenger studios people are getting laid off is it's your. It, I'm I'm not kidding. This is your fault. The, the, Seriously, what he did to gas prices day one started this whole thing. I don't think I don't see how people don't see it. When you raise the price of gas, you raise the price of everything because gas gets everything around. Gas, it, it use, we use fuel to do everything. And when you, do, when you get that rising, then they have to raise the price of everything else to cover that cost. Well, Plus all the other crappy things he's done. He's printing money and making your money worthless. Are you not convinced? I have no fear. We'll how, all be how, driving, many tr- how many trillions be of dollars? We'll just be driving electric vehicles. Probably yeah, he'll so. print us. Electric vehicles, it'll be part of our re- our tax refund that we get, even yeah. though we don't put any money in taxes. And everybody will have free money, right? If we could just print money for everybody, wouldn't everybody be rich? UBI, I mean, baby. Isn't that how it works? I'm all for the UBI. <laughs> Keep, bring it on. Well, and here here's another one from uh, gamedeveloper.com. And they're saying game subscription interest is fizzling out. And this they is have according freaking to money. Analysts. Yes. It's... <laughs> You, you, when you're looking at your budget and being, okay, my, gro- <laughs> my price of groceries has doubled. I'm down to $10 in my banking account. Should I cancel my... Time to go out to eat. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, I'll eat. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've hit a point here where you're having to choose between money, or as far as spending money on food, or spending money on something that you do not need. And Xbox Game Pass, I'm sure this is hurting them. Uh, you know, this is something where I'm sure they would love to have a better... And maybe they shouldn't have encouraged their employees to vote Democrat, but we'll go there later. Um, you know, this is something that there's just been... And it doesn't... It's not just because it's a subscription. It comes down to the economy. Just like... Uh, who is it that said, it's the economy, stupid. This was back in uh, you know, like the Bush days. Or the junior or senior, I mean. It was a Ross Perot. There we go. Uh, this was back in the 90s. From He says, the economy's stupid. And that's what it is. If you're confused about why we're having so many issues with everything going on right now, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. People don't have the money, the spare money, or they're well, having to choose what they're going to spend it on. But let me, let me say this. Now, it's this specifically notes, and, and it calls out the new Legends of Zelda game, which I've heard is phenomenal. I haven't, I haven't bought it. Um, it's called uh, Tears of a Kingdom. That sold 10 yeah. million copies on the opening weekend. People yeah. are, and by, and by the way, that's a $70 title now because the, the, yeah. the MSRP has gone from 59 to 69 for new games, at least for many of them. So what you're seeing is 
people can justify a one-time payment, right? You can save up one. You can because the pain is done at that point, right? Well, it's not. Yeah, but like you can say, all right, I'm gonna buy a seventy-dollar game and I'm gonna save, you know, a couple of bucks, like thirteen or fourteen bucks a month or whatever, and then I can pay for this in four or five months, whatever. It, you can't do that with a subscription because it, it's a it's a and it's a renewing subscription. It's every month that that money is. So people mm-hmm. are still spending money on leisure, right? There's enough money for that. We're not in a total recession like we were in 2008 yeah. yet. Uh, one of the big one of the big banks came out today and said that we will be by the end of the year. Christ, I hope not. But so there is money in video games. But I'll tell you what's also probably taken out on the teeth right now too, Brian, is the the battle passes and the and all that other stuff, the yep. monthly subscription things for. Fortnite people and all are these living other paycheck to, to paycheck. Yeah. That's what yeah. it comes well, down even, to. And, but it's not even paycheck to paycheck as much as it's just less discretionary income. So if you uh, if you and used I to think, have which extra, I, but I think it creates fear well, in people. Well, sure. If you used to have an extra hundred dollars a month that you could spend leisurely, and now that number is fifty, and you were paying twelve dollars a month for a Fortnite subscription and another fifteen dollars a month for Xbox and Game Pass, you're out of money. Like you gotta cut something yeah. to, to make that work. Now you can still afford a seventy dollar video game, but that's a one time payment. You can make that work. So these all these free to play games, you know, it's it's great to be free to play. It's great to get people in there. And yes, there will always be people that have money to buy the loot crates and the the season passes and all this other stuff. There will always be a, a, a group of people that has that kind of money. But when the vast majority doesn't have that money, you're going to see yeah. a, a breakdown in the free to play market because only these yep. games only exist on their on their tran, on their microtransactions and the second those microtransactions yep. are gone which they will be eventually uh or just severely dwindled um they're going to have to make cuts there as well because that's the revenue well and that's something and I put an article in just kind of for people to take a look over cuz it, it covers a little bit of what we talked about last week where AI is starting to cause a lot of of job cuts where where jobs that ai can do people we talked about uh writing articles and things like that where they're letting go all these writers on staff um here's one where just in this what uh four thousand people lost work last month to ai according to a report and i think that's just the beginning of it so if you're thinking your job if you're in a job that you think could be done automatically that i'd be worried and that would create even more uncertainty in things like subscriptions, things that are going to be charging month by month by month when you don't know if three months you're going to have that discretionary income to be able to pay that. And that's what that, where I think that fear comes from. Mm-hmm. Right now, you may have it today, but you don't know that you're going to have it in three months, especially when, as you said, you know, they're, they're suspecting that we're going to be in a, a recession at the beginning of next year. Yeah, All of this is creating fear. Where I think with Trump, whether you liked him or not, people weren't fearful of their, uh, their with of their their pocketbook. They felt like if I I could go get another job, where necessary right now maybe necessarily they don't know that, or I could go get a higher paying job, where you don't necessarily know that right now. Oh, you're sure as hell. There's not doing so many. That now. No, and there's so there's so many of these things that are just etching away at people's confidence in being able to make it. And I think that that is what's killing all of these things, plus the constant news of layoffs and the constant news of, of things being more expensive. Like that is creating a situation to where people are less likely and they're going to be hoarding their money because they've got to save it for that rainy day that is coming up. 
Every every economist claims, you know, agrees and says it, the it's going to get worse. No one has said, "Hey, next month looks like everything's going to be a okay," or "Next month things are going to be start going up." I haven't heard that from a single person. <laughs> and that's usually what they're always saying, and they're trying to be, uh, you know, uh, it seems like they're Optimist. not being truthful, but they're always trying. They're trying to be optimists in these things. I haven't heard that at all, all year. Have you heard anybody being an optimist? Usually these places are putting out these puff pieces trying to make people feel better, and I haven't seen that for a while. It's all been yeah, bad I mean, news. I mean, Janet Yellen and Jay Powell are attempting to try and make it sound like it's not as bad as it is, but these are the same clowns that said that inflation was transitory two years ago and yeah. turned out to be a complete and total BS. So, um, I mean, the no. press secretary was sat up there and said that Biden's policies are creating confidence in people's checkbooks. What are you talking about? What? What? Ain't no confidence in their checkbooks? <laughs> no, nobody's nobody has said that. She's the only person I've ever heard that said that, and she's yeah. claiming that that's what people are saying. Well, well see, Brian, the great thing and the great thing about what people are saying is there's no way to verify it. <laughs> it's completely made up, and you can essentially say anything that you want. Um, and yeah. there really is no, um, there really is no pushback on it in any sizable way here is the uh yep. here's the here i believe this is the uh this is the audio clip that you're referring to or at least one of there them, we go yes um in regards to um biden economics sense first of you know how did you guys coin that phrase or why did you decide to go with that branding going forward you don't like bionomics no i'm just asking i'm I curious i think it's pretty clever it's pretty good um look um it makes Good sense, Bidenomics, right? It kind of flows off the tongue really well. Uh, but in all seriousness, she flutters look, her eyes when she lies. Which you're going to hear from it, the oh, president. I don't want to get ahead of him. I think we've kind of laid out <laughs> a little bit of what uh, what we what we are thinking uh, or what we think the president's going to lay out or what he is going to lay out. Uh, certainly it's a vision, right? It's a vision about growing the economy uh, from the middle out, the bottom up. You hear us say that over and over again because we believe that trickle-down economics does not work. And we have seen that over and over and over again. So there you obviously, go. You just got a right. bunch of lot. Yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because what you're doing right now <laughs> is working out real freaking well. So, ah, yeah. Jesus. This is supposed to be a video oh, game it- podcast and somehow... <laughs> We have gotten wrapped into all this other garbage because people just love to destroy. Every- Democrats just love to destroy everything. Well, and I just wanted to say one more thing. Uh, last week, remember going into the show, we didn't know what was happening with that Titan sub. Remember, they were lost. Wasn't that last week? They were lost. Yeah, it was. We were yeah, saying, they- hey, we'll know next week. Yeah. That thing, well, the thing exploded at the bottom of the ocean or imploded. Yeah, we knew. Uh, one thing that I found interesting. Yeah, one thing I found interesting is Mr. Beast was supposed to be on that, according to him, was supposed to be on that submersible. Yeah, I read that story uh, this morning, uh, or yesterday morning on the show. Um, yeah, he was invited on it. Um, it's interesting, though. The Navy apparently knew that this thing exploded on Sunday. They have some, like, apparently... When it happened. ...secret Microphone. underwater submarine yes. network, which is pretty dope. I'm glad. I mean, it's some, like, Hunt, uh, Hunt for Red October stuff. Um, and they, like, essentially heard it explode. Um, they, yeah, they were like, okay, we know this, but they, what are they going to say? Because they're not supposed to give away military secrets. And they're, yeah, what are they pretty gonna, much. Well, we're pretty sure he's dead. Let's just get, you know, let's yeah. ensure that, that his wife's really happy to know that his wife, that, you know, her husband and, and son are, are dead at the bottom yeah. of the ocean. Pretty, uh, but, pretty, you know, uh, that's abysmal. Situation. Overall, a very sad thing. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I just figured I'd follow up because we did talk about that last week and the, you know, sad thing that happened. Yeah. Is there no anything else you wanted to cover from all this before we roll out? 
No, I think we uh, we ran the gambit on it, Brian. I think that's an accurate description <laughs> to use. Our topics were <laughs> GPUs, the Federal Trade Commission, Microsoft E3, and the economy, and Biden. Those are our topics for today's <laughs> <Biden>. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. All right, well, hey, if you want to find me, you can find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Getter, or Truth Social. You can go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. And if you want to go check out our website, go to infectionpodcast.com and make sure you go to the upper right-hand side and join our server on Discord where we have a show news channel. If you want to put a link in there, we'll talk about, uh, or at least put it on our list of things to talk about. I also have 11 Arc servers, a Conan Exile server, and just a place if you want to hang out and chat or get a hold of us. If you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube. And after the fact, you can watch it through Rumble. Or you can listen to it after the fact through a lot of different places at the lower right-hand side. Uh, whatever platform or device you feel, uh, go ahead and select that, and you should be able to listen. If you are listening, that means by that point, we already have the show notes uploaded as well. So you click on the particular episode, and there will be a video and audio player built into that page and links for every topic that we covered during that episode. So maybe there's a video or some sort of a, a graphic that we showed that you're listening and you want to be able to see. Jump over there, and it's a nice compendium, too what we're uh, what we're discussing if you want to support the show you can go to the top of the support menu or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support yep you can absolutely do that brian uh, greatly appreciate are we doing a we doing a show next i was gonna week? talk to you let's talk about so maybe we'll pre-record it or i don't know wednesday I, it's, yeah. it's really up to you yeah that's fine we'll uh, we'll will figure you- something out uh, check out our uh, our Twitter at InfectionCast yeah. and our uh, Discord. Server. I figured we talk so about it after. So we'll uh, we'll discuss. I've totally forgot next week was the Fourth uh, of July. Um, so we'll uh, we'll put out some details on that on our uh, social channel. Uh, nevertheless, we'll see you next week, Brian. Thanks again, as always. And thank you. See you later. All right, folks. Well, if uh, this wasn't enough political discourse for you, well, I do it for 15 hours a week. You can check out the uh, Wilmington's Morning News podcast any place that you get your shows or catch the recording at nickcraig.com. If you want to read through some of the interesting testimony from the uh, FTC and the uh, battle here over Activision and Blizzard with Microsoft, you can find our links in our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.